And the Oscar goes to The Silence of the Lambs. Non, c'est ce que je disais, Brubois s'évadait, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout dépôt. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No! I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Babel, Alejandro González Iñárritu. I'm a man! Well, nobody's perfect. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Lea, and Abdel, Abdel, Kishin. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh! Oh, I did not know that. It's episode 94 of the Filmotomy podcast. Um, after a couple of weeks away, um, we've decided we're going to do kind of an Oscar-y discussion but we're going to include one of their favorite genres which is the horror genre um i think there's a lot to unwrap with horror and the oscars and what we consider to be a horror why the academy doesn't like it that sort of thing there's plenty to go at even though the history books perhaps suggest there isn't a lot to talk about um i'm joined by uh joel hello joel hello everybody and joined by Suzanne as well. Hey. So it's great to have you both. Um, so, I mean, it, we'll start with Joel, I think. Just briefly, I mean, what, what, why, it might be obvious, but why do the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences not go for horror films? I mean, it's not that they don't like horror, it's just that they love drama too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you can see horror is not the only genre that gets... Uh, uh, out of the Academy lineup, uh, sci-fi films get out too, uh, and comedy films in after the golden years of Hollywood, uh, they they have a, a reputation to not get in the Academy lineup too. So yeah, it's not something par- particular of horror. It's something particular outside of drama. You know, if you have a film that it's outside the drama uh, genre, uh, then it's probably, the probability of getting a nomination at Best Picture or any uh, nomination at all uh, gets at least uh, uh, less than 50% probability of getting in the lineup. So, well, less, yeah. Less, yeah, I mean, but comedy, comedies do okay at the Oscars. When I mean, we have Best Picture winners, we have comedic performances tend to win more mm-hmm. than more than the films win, but um, but horror. I'm, I mean, you could argue horror films. The odd performance does get in. They do quite well in the text, maybe. Mm-hmm. But 
but it's a bit of a uh, like it, it almost it, the genre repels them like sci- <laughs> like science fiction you know it's it's like they it scares them you know too much so they yeah. don't they they fear to nominate it because they fear that uh, i don't know but said is going to follow them i don't know <laughs> yeah um Suzanne, what do you, anything to add to that um, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page regarding that it's certain movies just roll with how the Academy used to be in the past few decades where there's what they don't like to award and horror was definitely one of the many genres that never really made it to the final round here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's going to change like the last few years. It seemed like we were going away from Oscar bait and this year kind of just reset. So, yeah, but I also think it's just basically that it has this reputation of not being serious enough probably and maybe having been, been connected so much to this very cheesy slasher cabin kids being murdered yeah. kind of picture that horror often gives which it even though it's much more than that so yeah it really i think it really goes down the road of saying okay this is not a serious genre to be awarded in many mindsets still hand out the oscars these days yeah i think the thing i was thinking as i was well i wouldn't say call it research but looking at the sort of hundred years of film and this that you've kind of touched on it there that there's there has to be some kind of substance to it. There has to be a, some characters that you feel for. So, like the Sasha films and the, like you say, the kids in the woods. Nobody cares. You, you go and watch them, and you get you get scared and see people getting killed. They're generally quite irritated, so you quite enjoy it. You know, and the gore we enjoy that, but there's not a lot of substance. That's not really. I'm not really criticising them. That's just the type of film I. But I think the Academy one characters that they like they want something they can relate to you know but that surprises me why we look at last year i think we have to talk about hereditary a little bit the the do they have to add more members to the academy like horror nerds because that film had substance that film had characters we cared about it was relatable grieving etc etc but they went nowhere near it but again we'll talk about this a lot the critics groups we're all over it. So we haven't, we haven't really changed that much, has it? Because Hereditary, is, is, I mean, it's probably as good as horror films get. Why Why was Tony Collette not nominated? I mean, it's quite ironic, Robin, that, you know, the Academy doesn't like horror at all. Because I think, if you ask me, horror is the genre that most greatly represents reality. Uh, because it has the chance to use uh, all these tropes and symbolisms and metaphors that only horror can do perfectly to represent what life uh, really is. Uh, in the case of Hereditary, you know, it's a family, it's a, it's a horror film, no doubt about it, but it's also a family drama. It deals with uh, grief, uh, which is something that's not, it's, it's discussed pretty much in film, but not as much as other topics, you know, and it's something that's very real. It's something that happens to everyone in some point of their lives. So it should be a film that uh, people, you know, should identify with somehow. Uh, so, you know, Toni Collette did a great performance and she deserved all the nominations. 
all the wins she could have. But I don't know. Maybe Hereditary also suffered, besides of the gender bias, uh, suffered from early uh, early release because I, I think uh, Hereditary was released in March uh, in the United States. So maybe that hurt them. And also, A24 was leading this campaign, and I think A24 didn't do a great job last season. Mm, last year was a strange year as well because it seemed campaigning as much as you, you, you're valid what you say. Tony Clark was not really campaigning, was she? Just see if this year with the critics coming up, like if the, I suppose the two, the main ones, Florence Pugh for Midsummer and um, Lupita Nyonga for for us. If they mm-hmm. pick up some traction in the critics and see, you know, I've got a feeling Lupita might get in because. They're really campaigning that film. And it, and Midsummer as well is starting to show up here and there. I'm, I'd love it if they both got in. But, I mean, it's going to be the genre that spoils it for them, isn't it? If, if they don't get, don't get in. I mean, Lupita has the advantage that she already got one Oscar, so they might just nominate more the person than really saying, oh, what movie was it in? I don't know, I mean, she she already has, you know, this award-ability about her. And Florence Pugh is really up-and-coming, so I can see that being rewarded. But, yeah, I mean, actress, actors are always a bit different than the movie itself, I guess, because that's what horrors do. They win sometimes in smaller categories, not really the big ones. I did the, the Twitter poll, which is basically what I did. I got the 91 Best Picture winners, and I... Oh, yeah. I was going to do nominations, but I thought, that's too many. I just go straight for the wins, and then I picked sort of the highest rated. It was quite hard to find, uh, to pick from selection, but um, horror film and, like, match them up against each other and see. And it's pretty even all the way. I mean, and I know we're different to the Academy. We're not the same type of voting body, but horror's really, you know, held their own, and it was quite even all the way. And obviously the results were that it was kind of, I think, 12, there was 12 Best Picture winners left at the end, and, and nine horror films. But these horror films are kind of some of the greatest films ever made. Um, but you won't find many of them in the, if you look through the Oscars record books, you won't find hardly any of these. But then I looked at the, the Best Picture winners, and a lot of them are quite horrifying, <laughs> you know, um, I think Sounds of the Lambs and Rebecca are two that perhaps people... I mean, I'm going to ask you both. Are, are they horror films? Well, it wasn't that horror in some way, whatever Hitchcock did, to be honest. No, I mean... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, the story definitely has its roots in horror, but some things work as several things, not just horror, and Rebecca is... It's also a bit of a sad drama in itself, so... It really always is how the Academy views it in the end. Joel, do you, in Sounds of the Lambs, I know you're a big fan, is <laughs> is that a horror film or is it a thriller or is it a, a crime drama? I mean, I mean <laughs> it's, 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 it's all free, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, it's horror because it, you're dealing with this uh, 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 character that, you know, it's horrifying because of what he did in the past. And he also also what he did in the movie because he has the the greatest scene ever in a 
in a horror best picture film winner. Oh my god, it's the only horror best picture film winner, so that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, but really, really, it's 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 a really good scene that uh, let us know how dangerous this car this character really is, and and about Re- Rebecca, uh, I saw it recently for the first time, uh, and I didn't think it was a horror film. Uh, it has a mystery uh, in the movie, but it's it's not horror, you know. And so even though the director is is Hitchcock, remember Hitchcock? This this, this was his first film in in Hollywood because he in the past he he did his move his movies in England. So when he transferred to Hollywood, uh, uh, he decided to make something very Hollywoodish, you know. <laughs> so he decided to make Rebecca. It's, it's practically a, a melodrama, if you ask, ask me. And it worked. It worked so well that he actually won Best Picture. So, I mean, in his first try. Uh, so yeah. that says a lot about him and what Hollywood loves, you know. If it were a horror film, Believe me, would have won that year. Uh, something else entirely could have won. So, so yeah. I think when I did the when I set out to do the Twitter thing, that those two films were on my mind. I wanted to see if they could survive the three rounds. You know, I thought Silence of Lambs as a Best Picture winner. I thought that would probably get through quite comfortably. You know, like the Godfather films, No Country for Old Men. These films, you put them in a poll, they're generally not going to lose. But Rebecca, I didn't, I wasn't sure about, but it did, it, it got through. You know, and that says something about that kind of, the type of film that wins Best Picture that people really, really love. What about... Yeah, I, sorry, go on. I was uh, going to add that, that The Exorcist uh, opened the door, you know, to yeah. having more horror films in the in the best picture lineup and you know in the in the oscars in general it was something you know it changed the the way people saw these films but then it happened the 80s movies and that fucked up everything you know <laughs> i know people love this kind of movie slashers like friday the 13 and nightmare on elm street and blah 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 and they they have the cult following and, and they have pretty good uh films too you know in their uh lots of films uh you know they have but they're not you know they're not the best quality movies you know and maybe that push back the academy from approaching these films uh after you know uh jaws and and the exorcist you know try to push forward that that genre to to academy level whatever that means yeah because i think that you've you've hit a little on the head there the quality the quality of The Exorcist, I'm going to try not to be biased, but it's, it's so well made, mm-hmm. and it's such great storytelling, and it's about family, and there's more to it than just, you know, horror, but it is all-out horror, and it's probably the most most horror film mm-hmm. that has ever been nominated for an Oscar, and probably should have won, but, you know, it, it went up against The Sting, they got 10 <laughs> nominations each. And we can go back there now. Not much has changed. If that happened now, 10 nominations each. I mean, this sounds like last year, doesn't it? Two films with 10 nominations. But The Sting and The Exorcist. We know already that The Exorcist isn't going to win. Don't we? Because the other American film, 
is is a lot lighter and a lot easier and a bit more we can stomach it and he has paul newman and yeah, and robert okay. redford so yeah. hello <laughs> so it, it had a lot going yeah i mean i prefer the exorcist by a million miles but i think the sting goes down as one of the kind of uh, best picture winners when you think it was surrounded by the french connection the godfather one floor of the cuckoo's nest so it does sort of stick out as a bit of a but the exorcist would have would have been a great best picture winner but I'm surprised they went there, to be honest, even now looking back, because they haven't really... I mean, it was also very controversial when it came out, so, I mean, yeah. 70s Academy, probably not dipping their feet into that much, so... Yeah, people having heart attacks, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, all those movies, basically, you know, they could kind of flip them into less horror and more of, like, a story, some underground themes being told that... Commercially, you could sell more to an awards um, committee than maybe other movies that came out, which might not be less faulty, but more like in the genre. It's, yeah, I mean, some made it past the whole weird horror movie thing, like Jaws, or Shining, and, yeah. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws, Jaws is a horror film, is it not? Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> monster movies of sorts. Well, it's it's a capitalist consumerist critic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, th- that that's next week's podcast. That, 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 genre, <laughs> that genre. <laughs> no, I mean I don't think Jaws was very scary or very horror. I mean the monster, the shark is not really that present. He's more like the invisible menace. But yeah, I mean I was definitely playing with the elements of it. So. I feel it was really more working for me as a, um, with its dramatic elements, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't have the same gratification as a horror movie, so, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, Jaws is kind of like The Exorcist in that, it's still surprising that the Academy went for it as a Best Picture contender, even now, because I didn't know Spielberg was there, he was not like he is now, beloved. Um, but yeah, maybe what what helped Jaws that year to get nominated. Besides, you know, uh, is that uh, it was the blockbuster. You know, it was the first blockbuster movie uh, to make. You know, to make a lot of money in summer. Uh, so that helped it to to get nominated that year. Uh, yeah. uh, it's not only that. Maybe they opened the doors to horror films thanks to The Exorcist, but you know. Uh, it also that it was a blockbuster uh, Jaws in this case. Uh, I don't know how how, uh, how well the Exorcist did in the in the box office because maybe that helped too, you know, to get nominated. Besides the controversy and all, there are like sits, you know, that got best picture no- nominations. If you if you consider, you know, uh, Black Swan a horror film, but the yeah. other five films are clearly. Uh, well, Silence of the Lambs is it's arguable, you know. Uh, arguably, sorry. Uh, but Get Out, uh, The Exorcist, The Citizens, and Jaws are clear horror films. Uh, and yeah, there get, are, get Out's an interesting one, actually, yeah. Yeah. And there are quite a few that didn't make it to uh, Best Picture, but probably were really close. Uh, 
like Rosemary's Baby, Misery, uh, Aliens, Carrie, uh, Psycho, of course, uh, maybe The Bad Seed in 1956, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 1931. Well, yeah, Bad Seed, yeah, it got, I think it got two or three acting nominations. Yeah, including the, the, the weird girl. little girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane in 1962 was a close one, too, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Even though, you know, the controversy with uh, Joan Crawford and, and Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. You, can, you also have to remember that Get Out, as you mentioned before, did get an Oscar for the best script. So that's mm -hmm. a really, really big step forward in saying you had the best story. Yeah. Exactly. And that came out really, really early as well. So, you know, it did well to, you know, because if you come out in the first half of the year, generally you're not really going to do well at the Oscars because they forget about you. But that was a really early release, that one. Yeah, it kept up the pace, which says a lot about the quality of the film. It deserves you know, all the the accolades that it got, and and that original screenplay win is very well deserved. I was so happy for for Jordan Peele yeah, because awesome. you know it was it was such a clever story, and to see it rewarded, it's very satisfying. Uh, so yeah, Definitely. a film I really like. I'm going to mention a horror film I really really like. Is Ready or Not? Ready or, oh, Ready oh, or Not? Uh, you know, it does everything so well. Well, the thing is, though, it kind of contradicts this cliché because she totally behaves in a way that you don't see in movies no. from characters as her main protagonist. And that's what I liked about it. It's a wonderful movie, but it's not in itself already, unfortunately, you ask for material, so... Definitely not. No. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but what a shame that, yeah, like Suzanne said, it's, it's certainly not an oscar film, and... But it's certainly a crowd pleaser, you know. Surprised, it surprised me as well. Um, what some of your kind of favourite horror films that I know the Oscars are everything, but you would have liked to have seen get some attention. You know, anything perhaps we've not mentioned. I think you mentioned Aliens. I think the buff Alien films. Oh yeah, Alien. But I like Possession, a film from 1981, which is mm. I can understand why that would be. A bit obscure. Let the right one in from 2008 is fantastic, but again, it's an international film, and that's Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, is that a horror? Which Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. Uh, it flirts again with those elements, but then again, you know, it's always easy to say it's a horror film because oh, it has supernatural or something. Mm. For me, it was more like. A, tra a tragic story, actually. You know, it's... I wouldn't classify... But, yeah, I mean, it's Del Toro, and it has this horrific creature, so... I would say it definitely is partially horrible. I suppose Shape of Water is yeah. kind of moulded on monster movies as well, but not... It's not a horror. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. Uh, I love that film. It's one of my favorite films all time because I, I love the, the storytelling uh, it reminds me a lot of Spirited Away which is that you know everyone that knows me knows how much I love that film mm. <laughs> and 
even though it has horror elements like Susan says, uh, it doesn't make it a horror film. Uh, it, it's more of a fantasy. It's more of a drama. Uh, and even though it's Guillermo del Toro, the director, which he uh, identifies with, you know, loving horror and loving monster films, I think this one is not one of them. I think Crimson Peak has more uh, chance to be a horror film than Pan's Labyrinth. The thing from 1982, it's, it's one that comes to mind very quickly because when I saw this film for the first time, I was, you know, I am still a huge fan of Alien, uh, 1979. Uh, so good film. It's, it's one of the best horror films ever made. But when I saw the film that has almost a parallel story uh, to Alien, but, you know, I thought it was very executed and it leaves you with this paranoia, paranoia feeling in the end that it's it's so well executed by John Carpenter, even better than his classic, you know, Halloween, which everyone thinks yeah. is his best film. Yeah. I respect that, but I, I certainly think that his best film is The Thing. Uh, it's such a great film, and, and such a great makeup work, and it didn't even get nominated, which is a shame, because it's, it's one of the best uh, makeup effects film I have ever seen. And in 1982, doing that kind of stuff, you know, without CGI, it looks so great still today. Uh, um, yeah, the yeah. effects are scary. You know. Yeah, there, there are. No, there, I think two other mentions that I would give a shout out, you know, because why not? Uh, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Uh, Romero created practically the, 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 the zombie genre, or maybe... Uh, no, he didn't create it, but, you know, he like uh pushed it uh for the better you know with that film and it dealt too with racism which is not which is something that is not very uh not talk about a lot about that film because it, it dealt with that uh topic uh, pretty well if you ask me and the other film that i want to give a, a mention is uh very recently uh mother uh, 2017. Yes. Pretty controversial film. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I on the love it side. Uh, I don't know why I do this, <laughs> but it's it, no, it's really good. There are, I, I think this is uh, Aronofsky best best film uh, with you know Requiem for a Dream up there too, uh, and it was great. The use of symbolism, metaphors. Uh, it has a lot to you know to cut and. Jennifer Lawrence gave one of her best performances. It's a shame that people, you know, for some trivial reason hate her, like Anne Hathaway and successful women do, you know. People tend to hate her for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's all those movies, you know, even though they might have not gotten all the awards, they did have a cultural impact, and I guess that's also good for me at this point, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think just what I've mentioned as well like the films, Aliens. Uh, what else did I mention? Misery, um, oh, Carrie. You know, these mm. films all got act acting nominations. You know, for their for their leads and what have mm. you. So, <clears throat> I mean, Aliens is especially surprising. I think for a film which is sci-fi and action as well, to get a Best Actress nomination is is quite extraordinary. Really, it's almost as as big a breakthrough as Get Out, you know, winning screenplay. If you think back at 80s, th those films were big, but they were Oscar films. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, they love Sigourney Weaver and Kathy Bates won for Misery as well. So it happens sometimes, you know. Um, just these performances stand out. So. It's also the yeah. only Stephen King Oscar to the state, Kathy Bates. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, so this year, let's just to quickly talk about us and Midsummer, just briefly. I mean, can those films contend in, in, in any? I don't think Best Picture, but actress, well, cinematography for Midsummer, maybe screenplay for us. I can see us definitely going with Lupita Nyong'o because she was really, really good. Uh, yeah, I think Lupita has a really good chance because. Uh, the film was the one of the first uh, screeners that was sent uh, to critics and and Oscar, you know, voters alike. And Midsummer has the complicated, you know, thing that it's a complicated film too. You know, it's it's not everyone liked it. Uh, some people loved it, like me. <laughs> but it's. It's understandable that the Academy doesn't go for it like it didn't go for Hereditary last year. Uh, and also Florence Pugh has a bigger chance of getting nominated with Little Woman than with uh, Midsummer, even though without watching Little Woman, you know, uh, because it hasn't been released yet. Uh, I think her best work this year is in, in Midsummer. Uh, so that makes sense. Um, Lupita uh, has the advantage that she's also an Academy Award winner, uh, so people know her. Uh, she is the lead in this film that she has to do uh, two characters at the same time. She's not the only one that does that, but she's the, she's the one that has to do more because of her uh, uh, length. Uh, length time in the in the in the film. And you forget as well, uh, don't you? You forget that she's you, she's the other actress. You watch it and you forget. Oh, it's the same actress. This it's so incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's it's great what she did. She deserves the nomination at least. If she wins well, that would be better. But you know, it's not going to happen when she's competing against uh, Judy Garland. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can also see. Florence Paul writing more for Little Women than for Midsummer because some uh, I think Little Women so far has been getting stronger reactions to in the acting department, her and Ronan and everyone. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I mean Midsummer was I liked it, but yeah, I don't I didn't feel as much love for it overall in the community than with her hereditary. So yeah, I don't know if that will be a strong contender coming next year. No, I don't, sadly I don't think it will. I think it might pick up a couple of... I mean, cinematography is an option, but um, yeah, I think Ariaster, which is a shame because he's made two back-to-back, two exceptional films, um, and it's like the Academy don't even know he exists. Um, I know A24 are sending out screeners this year, but, um, so they're, they're out, they, have, they have woken up. Mm-hmm.